the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Now, I, I, I hope you were listening before the break. The state of Florida has taken a very scientific and common sense approach to this whole transgender thing. And part of the evidence that they are using to develop their guidelines for the state of Florida, which is in the state of Florida, you cannot prescribe puberty blockers to a minor. Can't do it. You can't perform sexual reassignment surgery of any kind on a minor in the state of Florida. And why? Well, because scientific evidence indicates that 80% of children who are confused about their gender, if left alone, will revert to their birth gender by the time they are 18. 80%. So if there's an 80% probability that a little uh, 12-year-old boy who thinks he's a girl and wants to wear girls' clothes and be identified with uh, female pronouns and so forth, if there is an 80% probability that that confused 12-year-old boy, by the time he gets to 18, will say, Oh, boy, I I really am a boy. I was confused. I went through a period of confusion, but you know what? I'm, I'm really a boy. Now, if that is true, who in their right mind would allow a child to take drugs, and have surgery performed that in many cases are irreversible. When there's an 80% probability that that child will want to revert back to the gender of their birth. Wouldn't you say that's child abuse? If that's the science, if that's the proof, That's why this story I have in front of me is so bizarre. Alabama has passed a law similar to the one in Florida. If you're a child, if you're an adolescent, if you're a minor, and you live in the state of Alabama, you will not get puberty blockers. You will not get sexual reassignment surgery, period. It will not happen. Why? 
because of science and evidence and facts. So Alabama has passed a law to protect children. That's why this headline and this story is so shocking. Headline, parents challenge Alabama law outlawing treatment for trans kids. Parents? Excuse me? These aren't whacked-out leftist uh, politicians. These are not whacked-out leftist school administrators or teachers who believe that they have the right to tell a boy that he's really a girl or tell a girl that she's really a boy. No, 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 no. These are parents. Here's the story. Parents of transgender teens... Now, this is an Associated Press story. Parents of transgender teens filed a lawsuit Tuesday attempting to overturn an Alabama law that makes it a crime for doctors to treat trans people under 19 with puberty blockers or hormones to help them affirm their gender identity. The new lawsuit was filed in Montgomery Federal Court after two previous lawsuits were withdrawn. It challenges the Alabama law set to go into effect on May 8th as an unconstitutional intrusion into the rights of parents and a person's medical care. Plaintiffs in the suit are four families with transgender children ranging from ages 12 to 17. It also includes two doctors and a clergy member. We got four sets of parents who want to cause irreversible damage to their child because their child told them that's what they wanted. The kids range in age from 12 to 17. Uh, The legal director for the Human Rights Campaign, which is a far-left LGBTQ organization, says this. These care providers and families want nothing more than to do what's best for their children. Yet SB 184 threatens them with criminal penalties for providing critically important care that is often life-saving for transgender youth. And by the way, there is no scientific evidence whatsoever that this is life-saving. There is just as much evidence indicating that these kids are less happy, more prone to commit suicide after the puberty blockers, sexual reassignment surgery, and so forth. These parents are willing to deny science in order to give their kids what their kids think they want. What if the child wanted surgery to make them look more like a cat? There's this movement, kids wanting to be furries. They're identifying as cats. What would the what would the general population say 
about a parent who allows a nine-year-old girl to go through surgery to put cat ears on and a cat nose and stitch a tail to her rear end. What's the difference? Well, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey said this. If the good Lord made you a boy at birth, then you're a boy. If the good Lord made you a girl at birth, then you are a girl. We should especially focus our efforts on helping these young people become healthy adults, just like God wanted them to be, rather than some self-induced medical interveners. Yeah. Good for Governor K. Ivey of Alabama. Once again, the uh, conservatives, the right, and the Christians are not the science deniers. No, it's the people on the left. And we have parents willing to abuse their children simply because their child, a child, a minor, an adolescent, a child that does not possess the maturity to make such decisions because a child tells their parent, this is what we want to do. We have parents fighting to abuse their own children. It is a bizarre world we're living in, folks. And the world thinks we're the whack jobs. All right. We'll take the uh, final break of the hour, and then we will return. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. You know, I've been uh, talking to you for quite some time about our pastor appreciation breakfast coming up and telling you that um, our only motive is to encourage pastors, and that's true. Well, I don't think there's ever been a time when pastors were more in need of encouragement. Lifeway Research just came out with a new survey indicating, I'm reading the headline to you, over half of pastors are struggling with overwork and time management. Uh, They surveyed over a thousand Protestant pastors from across the United States, and the single greatest need in their personal lives was time management and feeling that they were being overworked. They didn't have enough time. (coughs) Uh, They didn't have enough time to do what they really believed they were called to do. 51% of the pastors surveyed said time management is the one area that required their immediate attention and investment 43% said they need to strike a balance between work and home. Um, Having pastored for a little over 25 years and having been in full-time church ministry for 50 years, 
Boy, I can attest to that, the balance between work and home. And uh, then it goes into more detail and breaks it down, uh, more attention to their children, more attention to their marriages, uh, care for aging parents, and on and on and on. Uh, None of those surprise me. Here's the part that did surprise me, and I want you to hear this. They uh, broke it down by age group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then they broke it down by the size of the church. Now, you would think that the bigger the church, the more overworked the pastor felt, the more time constraints the pastor felt. It's exactly the opposite. Now, I am not implying that pastors of big churches— are not stressed out, overworked. I'm not, I'm not implying that at all. But according to this research by LifeWay, the group of pastors, the most stressed and torn between work and home, you know, pastors of churches fewer than 50. In other words, the smaller the church the greater the stress. Let me quote, The burden of time management appears to fall significantly on those with smaller ministries. Pastors of churches with fewer than 50 in attendance are the most likely to say that they need to give attention to time management. Um. Now, the reason I think that's important is because probably the majority of you attend a small church. Uh, A lot of big churches in central Ohio and some really, really fine, wonderful, larger churches. But there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of small churches. And the pastors of those churches feel more stress, and are more torn with issues of time management than the uh, pastors of the larger churches. Um, Here's the bottom line. Your pastor is struggling with time management. Your pastor is struggling with time management. Pray for them. Encourage them. And you know what? Try to find ways to reduce their stress, not add to it. See if you can take a burden away from your pastor or the pastoral staff of your church. That would be a wonderful thing to do. Then I thought we should end with some good news. I brought this story to you probably uh, two years ago, three years ago. Elizabethton. Tennessee. Elizabethton, Tennessee. On a hill outside of Elizabethton, Tennessee, there are three crosses on a hill. They were actually placed there by a group of young people, uh, what, I think 50 years ago, I think the story says, would... um, Oh, I got it here somewhere. I think it was about 50 years ago, a group of young people 
put the crosses up on the hill, and they have been maintained by the community ever since. Well, somebody in Elizabethton, Tennessee, one individual found out that they were actually on city-owned land, public land, and so they contacted the Freedom From Religion Foundation, yes, and began screaming, separation of church and state. Uh, In the 1950s, neighborhood, quote, they have been in in this place since the 1950s when neighborhood boys created them as an Easter project. They've been there ever since. Residents in the community have kept them up and so on and so forth. So anyway, the Freedom From Religion Foundation demanded, we're going to take you to court. We're going to sue you if you don't take down those crosses. Uh, Well, that was a couple of years ago, and the city of Elizabethton, Tennessee, has been thinking about their response. Well, just last week, the uh, city attorney for Elizabethton, Tennessee, wrote a letter to the Freedom From Religion Foundation and told them, hey, why don't you take a real long walk on a real short pier? Go pound sand. They've been there since the 1950s. The Supreme Court has determined that does not violate the Constitution, and we are not about to remove those crosses. Good for the city of Elizabethton, Tennessee. They stood up for their constitutional rights. Can I make a prediction? The Freedom From Religion Foundation will leave, and they'll go attack another city that is weaker. Yeah, good for them. Uh, Good for the city. Hey, have a great evening, a good weekend, but please remember whose you are. Listen, listen, think, think, discern, discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.